Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 12,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. In this episode, Ron interviews former Southwestern Consulting coaching client, Kelly McClurkin, a published writer and marketing and brand advisor. We're going to learn how Kelly cultivates confidence and hope you enjoy. Well, Kelly, I've been looking forward to today. This uh, this means a lot to us to have you on here. Our, our audience is excited to hear from you. So welcome to Action Catalyst. Thank you. It means a lot to me too. Yeah. No, you bet. You've gone, you've had an incredible journey. And so maybe if you can take our listeners through just your your background, your bio a little bit, just kind of walking through what what helped you start your business. I think for anyone that's a small business owner and has been for you over over the years, boy, this is so representative of a lot of our listeners where it's, man, the, the courage it takes to start something like that, mm-hmm. the, the perseverance it takes to continue that through the challenges. So maybe just kind of walk us through some of the, the, the hurdles, some of the pivots you've had that have got you to where you are today. Sure. I'm going to have to go back a little bit. I'll try to put this in as small of a nutshell as I can, Ron. <laughs> I'm actually a trained interior designer through you know my schooling and college and wanted to move back to my hometown. And my former husband and I did so. He was in the restaurant business. And this bakery and deli was for sale here. That's what brought us back here. And it had actually been running since 1981. And the former owner was just ready to retire. My husband ran the bakery for a while. I still was a designer here in Finley. And then things happened between us personally, and we decided part ways. And really what kind of, I I haven't even mentioned this to you before, I really had to dig in. We had borrowed money from my mother to purchase the business. And um, I kind of found out what my former husband was a great man. He should not have been in business for himself. So we had a lot of financial problems. I had to take over the business. Clearly, it wasn't my passion. Design was my passion. So I had to make owning a small business my passion. So we did take over an existing business, but it was a failing business. It was about three months away from the IRS locking up the doors. So uh, there were bills that weren't being paid unbeknownst to me. So in the first year, I paid off my mom. In the second year, I was able to put a new facade on my building. And in the third year, I won small business person of the year with our small business awards here. But in the midst of that, and I'm sure you'll ask me some more specific questions, but you do, you kind of have to reinvent yourself along the way to see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, your story, I just, I want to kind of give space to the audience to just appreciate that because I think a lot of our guests have titles or track records that are just, it's almost hard to relate to, I think for a lot of people. And I just know for most of us, you know, us quote common folk, um, <laughs> which is the majority, 
right? Uh, it's just, that's the beauty of your story. Is it's like, it, this was not some handed down glory thing where like you, you, you just had it handed to you. Like you've had to go through struggle. And so it being a family affair, I can't even imagine, obviously the careers it takes to borrow the money to do that. And then to go through the personal stuff between you and your husband, obviously the stuff with your mom and all that as well. So the, the title in our book, the chapter in our book that you're represented in is cultivating confidence. And as you know, the whole concept of redefining possible, the book is the most important things in life that lead up to what really matters. And that's how we impact others. And so you obviously even being on here today is, is, is a light, like you're shining a light on so many listeners. And so if you can, I think what I've appreciated about you is just your transparency. Um, if you're willing to walk us through just, I'm sure you've had a number of valleys, like a number of bigger struggles you've had to, so if you don't mind, just maybe how have you gotten through that? Like, how have you persevered? Because for you to build this business and then for decades grow it, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of describe one of some of these valleys you and, and then what's helped you get through that. Well, I think I've always been a very optimistic person. So it it wasn't difficult for me to keep going mentally. However, you know, you just get pounded down a lot. Before I was in coaching, you know, I was working 18-hour days and physical labor 18-hour days. And as I learned the business, I was able to divide up positions and just into more people so that I would have more coverage in the at the bakery itself. Even though I chose, I, I had to take over the business. I, I, you know, I wanted to save my family's finances, but I also chose to. I, I was a little bitter about it at first, but once you persevere, as a matter of fact, my amazing coach, I have this little um, bracelet, my word uh, of the year a few years ago that is still continually my word. And I think it could be all of our words. It's called, it's, it's resilience. Wow. So you have to have resilience. I was really bitter at first thinking, gosh, how could my, somebody I love leave me with this literally hole in the ground that I had to dig myself out of? But as I dug my way out, I really learned to, to thank him for showing me what I was made out of. So that's how it started. Like I thought, man, I, I never even thought I'd get through this this far. And here I am, and I wouldn't be in this situation if it weren't for <laughs> this dramatic stuff that happened earlier. So I got to the point where I was really able to thank him for letting myself show me what I made out of. And and I think once you accomplish a hurdle like that, you never forget it, and it catapults you forward to the next time where the bottom falls out, because it, it is going to fall out. I mean, yes, it, it goes up, but you know, you kind of along the way. So once you have one of those accomplishments, or even if it's just getting through the day, you know, maybe it's not getting through the first few years of something or a few months of something. Once you have that, then it helps you build upon that to keep going. Yeah, well said. I, you know, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, and I hope our audience is hearing too, you used words such as bitterness and it's heavy. You know, I think for any of us, we, we lose, right? When we lack forgiveness or when we hold on to these emotional states of, of anger or sadness or frustration or any of us as humans, what we lose, but it's just each day, day in and day out. So for you to really release that and 
you know, in our book, we talk a lot about confidence anchors and, mm-hmm. and the whole theory that every time you do something like that, how that stays with you forever. Like you'll always be able to go back to that as a time in your life that you let go of that bitterness, you mm-hmm. forgave, you accepted, you whatever. Um, and I just think that's such a victory. So what, what drove you, if you don't mind, once you kind of started getting some momentum and you got the business, you know, you would obviously paid off your mom, you got a little bit of momentum. What was it that drove you then? What was the fire in your belly to kind of build? I think I felt there was always um, something more for bread needs. What I didn't understand, I always felt that working hard meant digging in within the four walls of my business, showing my employees that, you know, I'm not above any job here. But I just really felt that that's what working hard meant. I was taught a good work ethic growing up, and that's back then what a good work ethic was. And then what I learned was from through coaching that I needed to get outside of my four walls to really build my business how I saw it in the future. I always, I didn't always see it as this small little, you know, the go-to place in Finley. So I realized we had a few wholesale accounts restaurants, small grocery stores around the area, and even, you know, surrounding area, to be truthful, in our little region, I realized that those are accounts that I could always, we were a retail operation as well. I guess I should have said that to begin with. So these small wholesale accounts that I had, I realized these are accounts that we can count on every week, every month, whatever they were. So to me, that was working smarter, not harder to earn more wholesale business because it was easy stuff. We always knew what it was going to be each week with if anyone is ever in retail, you never know. It's Murphy's Law, what somebody always wants, what you don't have that day or whatever. So um, that's I, I guess I always saw a bigger vision for bread needs. And that's what came to mind at first. Right on. Yeah, I love one thing you said that, that stood out is not being, you know, having the spirit of not being above, you know, you obviously as the owner, as the one that's building this, but you having this spirit of, you know, and that's one thing that Carla, your coach talked about is you had this attitude where at first, like I'm not in sales, I, I run this bread company. I'm, that's I'm, exactly you know. what I said. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I love that. I get goosebumps over this where it's, um, and maybe part of it's just cause I'm, you're in Finley, Ohio. I'm out here in Seattle, Washington. And I don't care where we are in the world, but like my wife has a small business and so many people in medicine, in, uh, law, obviously it turn, you know, legal work or, uh, CPAs, or of course people that run a small business, they, they, they think, oh, I'm not in sales. I do dot, dot, dot. That's exactly what we think. <laughs> sales is influencing other people's emotions, right? Being able to manage our own emotions and then and then helping other people's emotions to make decisions. And so for you to walk us through that, because this is such a relevant topic for a lot of people. <laughs> what happened? Like what transformed in your mind where you said, you know what, I can get whole because for you to get wholesale accounts and kind of really get out and hunt, not just work on word of mouth was it was a key growth component. Well, to be truthful, that was my aha moment. As as you know, in coaching, asking questions is a very important part of your day. Carla would keep asking me questions like, so you don't sell your stuff? And, and literally stopped dead in my talking tracks and was like, oh my gosh, I am a salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the truth. So uh, at first, 
it was really, we would sit, you know, my homework was to prospect, you know, who I thought was a good fit in our region. And I would cold call. And I'll tell you, I, I hated it, (laughs) but I did it. And my favorite term that, uh, that my coach taught me was do it scare, do it scare. And in the, you know, I would leave my desk at the bay in small business, especially in restaurant. I didn't have an office. My little desk was back in the corner. I would leave my desk, go into the bathroom, shut the door and literally look in the mirror and say my affirmations. You are a cold calling rock star. You are, you know, just looking in the mirror to talk myself up and I would go sit back at my desk and call. Uh, and then truthfully, it does get easier the more you do it. I found I I got more comfortable with things. I would script things out at first to, you know, because I was so afraid I was going to say the wrong thing, have my closing tactics all, you know, wrapped up into one little package here. So I I would literally write everything out. And the more comfortable I got with things, then the more things it, it would flow out of my mouth a little easier. And then as I gained accounts, I ha- even had accounts coming to me. So um, it it was really nice kind of paradigm shift that, okay, well, I'm putting this out there. Now it's actually coming to me as well. So it was really interesting. Yeah. Well done. I mean, for you to obviously deliver and then word of mouth gets out there, reviews are glowing and other people hear about you and it it's crazy how it does get easier. Inertia is hard to stop. Once you get that momentum going, you know, it's fascinating. What, what helped you pick up the phone? I, I just, because I, I have to tap into this. I mean, the, the fear, you said I, I hated cold calling. I didn't like it. I obviously, ugh, I think a lot of us can relate to the idea on here, um, especially when you feel like, okay, I'm not in sales. Like what was it that made you pick that dang phone up? At this point, you didn't need to pay the bill. I mean, you, you were doing fine financially. Yeah. yeah. What, what was it that kept you from getting complacent? I think visual visualization of what, my life could be if, you know, if I got these accounts, um, and, and not, I don't mean just me, I mean, bread needs life. My employees have more to do. I can pay them more, you know, more of a solid base to work off of with wholesale accounts and just an easier type of work. When I say easier, I, I say that kind of in air quotes, but, um, a more consistent, way of working for the type of work that I did. And just, um, yeah, I I think the fact that I knew what we did, I knew we had an amazing product. We did everything from scratch. Uh, so I, I knew what type of businesses would be, you know, a good fit for me or not. And that's what I would seek out. But I, 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 what kept me going, I think was just what where we could be with that rather than where we were scrambling with retail clients on a daily basis. Yeah. So just to, just to make things again, smarter, not harder. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, it. It feels almost like a vivid picture in your mind of what life can look like if we can get yeah. to that place, if we can get mm-hmm. to where it looks and, and I think that's something most of us can really relate to is like, what would look life look like for my my finances or being able to help my parents or my siblings or or pay off that debt or whatever? Exactly. And that's 
boy, that, that 200 pound phone, all of a sudden I can, I can lift it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, that's big for our listeners. That's a really big one. So I'm, I am curious for you to have courage because obviously to invest in yourself is a, is a key topic. That's how we know you is, is as a coaching client for many years. Um, so for our listeners, whether it's coaching or going to seminars or even for some going back to grad school or, and it's not just money, it's investing time. Like tonight, I'd rather watch some relaxing Netflix show than, than go study or watch a documentary or, or learn. But for you to really kind of stretch and invest and be, because this is confidence. The, the whole theme of why we have you on here is the confidence you've grown in. Um, when you said, okay, I'm going to invest a certain amount of money and a certain amount of time into my, my month, what, what happened there? What, what, what happened in your mind? I'm glad you asked because it, that was a long time ago. So I kind of, you're helping me like tap back into, I think I was, have been in coaching seven plus years or something yeah. like that. So, but I do remember now that you're asking me this specifically, it was a really tough decision. I'm, I, I don't think I'm your typical coaching client as far as, you know, the type of business that I own and it was a big investment for me every month. And I was scared of that, but I was more scared of if I didn't do it because I would explain to my coach, Carla, I feel like, so a lot of people in my field are creative people and you, you, <laughs> I'm not, I was never a list maker. I was never a schedule maker. You know, I'd write something down, stick it in my back pocket. That was one of my files. And I had another file in the other back pocket for, you know, ongoing messages. It was a mess. But I always felt like this is how I would explain my life before coaching. I have all of these ideas and tasks, anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're all swirling around my head or above my head. And what coaching has allowed me to do, the investment allowed me to do was lasso each thing and kind of tie it down. Businesses go through a lull and, you know, slow periods. And I, I would want to stop financially, not emotionally. I would not want to stop. No. But then I felt that this is when I need it the most is when I'm slower. And truthfully, I was so afraid for myself to get off track with coaching because it's so easy for me to slip back into old habits. And I needed someone to hold me accountable. And the accountability was priceless to me. And also the ideas that we generated in coaching together to keep me, to get me through those slow times. So I still feel, you know, it, once I was scared of keeping that investment when the money's tight, I soon realized that if I just keep going, it builds back up. Right on. Comes back to you. Yeah. yeah. Well done. It's, it's, uh, you have a way with words too, the way you describe it, you know, some, I'm glad I could take you back to that space seven years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was scary. It was like a huge, a huge investment for me, but, um, but you know, I'm sure we'll get to the rest of my story soon. It, it certainly has paid off for me in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like it. I, I am curious. One thing, you know, sensitivity to the, re the reality of when we're recording this is there is just so much hurt right now. There's so much, so many people that are struggling, not only with paying their bills, but also with fear or uncertainty of what's next. Every family, no matter what's going on with the income, 
has some level of dealing with their kids, their their spouse, their themselves, their business. For you, if you don't mind, just what what's maybe some encouragement or what would you say to a lot of people that because you've gone through a lot in your business in the last almost twenty years. Yeah. What would you say to a lot of our listeners that are, that, that are at a bit of a rock bottom that, that need that encouragement, need that confidence? Well, I can relate to that once again. That's natural for any of us going through a progression until you acclimate to it. But I think what I've been able to do, first of all, I still keep a schedule. When I first was unemployed, I wasn't keeping a schedule. I was so happy to not have to, you know, go to bed at 8.30 at night and wake up at 4.30 in the morning. And then I realized how lost I really was. Like, I'm like, I can't stay up. But, you know, so I keep a schedule, even though I'm, I'm not employed right now. That really has helped me. I think what I have learned is to use stillness and kind of go inward and take advantage of it rather than being afraid of it and just taking self-inventory and you know, check in with who you are now. And that's kind of what has helped me. Okay, well, this is who I am. It's mm-hmm. my job didn't define me. So my advice is, we all go through valleys of rediscovering ourselves. And so in this craziness in the world right now, I've learned to take advantage of being still and being with myself and still checking in with who I am. I'm still the same person. I may not be doing the same thing. And I guess maybe that's what's given me hope to look for the future for something that suits me as well. Right on. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Ron, but uh, <laughs> that's what I've got. <laughs> no, girl, you, you, your security is so evident. It, it screams through this recording. And I think listeners, you know, our, our listeners are savvy. They, they can take the nuggets that apply to them. And I just think that it's very easy to just kind of close our eyes and listen. And you, you still just seem so secure. You exude what we call unconditional confidence. And that, that is a lot of in the book where it's, I think a lot of us have this roller coaster of like, oh, I had a good month or, or the stock market's up or whatever. So I, we, we tie our confidence to conditional things. And, and you just seem really to be peaceful with where things are at, knowing that, hey, seasons happen, they come and go, but you're going to shine throughout them all. And so, yeah, it, it means a lot. Well, you and I do have to work at keeping it, though. I mean, it does, you know, you do waver a little bit just to make it real. So as long as once you kind of start to lose that, I just go inward and kind of take self inventory again, and then it settles back down. Get rid of that negative self talk. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's evil. It gets us. You know, it's <laughs> it gets it's just, you. Yeah, it does. Our, our mind is not naturally our friend. That's for sure. Uh, our time has flown. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, man, our time with you flies by. I just, I love having you. I really, I really appreciate your vulnerability. I, just, I think to come on here and talk about challenges and talk about some personal things you've had to overcome, uh, that that's the power. The power is in the struggle and that's the stuff that inspires. So we appreciate you greatly being on here and being with us. Ron, thank you so much. I really had a good time and I hope someone can relate to, to my story. I'm sure there'll be somebody. Yeah, well, I sure can. And I know my family can, and I think all of our listeners can too, Kelly. So Thanks for being a light. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to meet in person soon. I hope so. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.